0: The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep
1: down the middle's got his man, and he's gone. Jason Swain, touchdown. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whip them. It's time for the Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get
1: into his house and a red flag. Oh!
0: Good morning and welcome to the Swain and Ben. Fueled by that in Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Glad to be with you on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Ben McKee, of of all 247. I'm Jason Swain. Uh, ben, did you get outside and play in the snow?
1: A little bit. Not much. A, a little bit.
0: You plan on doing it again today?
1: Uh, probably. There's more snow to play with. For some
0: folks, this is what you wanted. You, you wanted the snow. You got the snow. 865-255-03. Here's our telephone number. Man, what needs to happen tonight to make sure that Tennessee... Food City Center is jumping. I remember Tennessee lost a couple games in a row. Um, went on a really ugly stretch. Florida was one of those games, Ben. You remember?
1: Oh, yeah. That, we got- that game was hideous last year. Tennessee got punked. Yeah,
0: How we got Florida's best, best performance, it seemed like. But we gotta repay the favor. What needs to happen to make sure, like, that there's a impactful atmosphere for tonight's game?
1: In your opinion? Well, well, I, I think the snow needs to melt and <laughs> go away so everybody can make it to the game. Uh, I'm I'm not expecting a, a great crowd because of the weather just doesn't seem like very many people are going to be able to to get to Thompson Bowling Arena and make TBA a loud and, and raucous environment. So Tennessee's going to have to bring it, its own energy. Uh, it, it's going to have to be locked in on its own from from opening tip. And uh, they're, they're going to have to BYOG, bring your own guts, as Dabo would like to say. But uh, Florida, they, they have some turnover issues offensively so if if Tennessee can can pressure the ball play good on ball defense and force some turnovers then uh, I, I would expect a, a Tennessee win if not a convincing win I saw
0: the baseball team um, being out in
1: shorts by the way I saw one of them without a shirt on in one of the videos I bet
0: they bomb us back home. Was like, what are you doing, son? Put on some clothes. You're going to get sick. But hey, but I saw the baseball team having a good time in the snow. I remember when Josh Dobbs was here and it snowed, and students got inside the stadium and had a big snowball fight. It's clear what needs to happen here. You need to just open the gates and let the students come on in and encourage everyone possible within walking distance to come to Thompson ooh, ooh, Food City Center. Technically,
1: and Thompson Bowling Arena is still in the name. I know Thompson uh,
0: Bowling Arena Food Center, Food City Center. But I think that's what needs to
1: happen. Like, Well, the problem is classes don't start till next week. So students aren't even on campus right now.
0: Somebody somebody here, if you here, walk get
1: to the arena. The, the athletes are are here. The the baseball team and I assume the softball team, if if you are here, you should be in the arena. I I seriously do not know how I'm going to make it to the game. I mean my the, the the roads around my house are just completely covered with snow.
0: Man, you're not going to the game.
1: No, I know I'm not. <laughs>
0: Like, like, I hope, I hope you ain't sitting there like, "Hey man, I gotta find a way to get there. I gotta devise a plan." You know, I, gotta I am
1: sitting speed. here thinking that, you,
0: man. You just you're not going, okay? Just you make,
1: don't have a four wheeler you can come pick me up on.
0: Martin Nagy said we can't ride those around town. Why not? Those are prohibited to be driven on Tennessee highways. That's what he said. If Freddie
1: Freeman was doing it in Atlanta to to pick up his, to go pick up Chipper Jones, or Chipper Jones was doing it to go pick up Freddie Freeman in the snow, why why can't you come pick me up? Number one, I don't have one.
0: Number two, uh, you live too far. (laughs) I don't have enough gas for that. Uh, Number three, I don't trust nobody driving down Chapman Highway.
1: Uh-uh. I would assume nobody's on Chapman Highway.
0: Well, that's It would how, just
1: be you. Well,
0: uh-uh. no. Somebody's going to be on there.
1: You know somebody's out there on a four wheeler.
0: Oh, yeah. I guarantee you. 100%. 100%. So yeah, you just, just, just make it up in your mind, Ben, that you're going to be just like me, <laughs> covering the game, watching the game in the spot you sit in. <laughs> like, Mm-mm, no, like I just looked outside this morning. and I was like, uh, I can't even tell which part is the grass in the road. I have no idea. Did this snow again last night? Because it looked higher this morning than it did last night.
1: I don't think it stopped snowing until 1 or 3 a.m.
0: Like I, I opened the door and my dog Ace looked at me like, uh, I can hold it. I'm not going out there. And when he went out there, like he could barely walk. It was so much snow.
1: Um I don't know how Judge is gonna get out there and pee. We we haven't tried that just yet. I, I think the snow is as tall as Judge, so we we may have an issue.
0: So so he has I wanna say uh twelve by fourteen plot. It's like, um, area in the corner of the yard It is turf, um, where he goes and pee. And the reason why is because I don't want a bunch of brown spots in my yard. So I taught Ace to go pee in the same spot over and over and over. So he has a pee place and it ain't close to the door because I don't want the dead grass by the door because dead grass ends up being mud and then mud is tracked into the house so i got him peeing all the way in the corner <laughs> i opened the door yesterday open door today he was like you want me to go all the way over there all the way over there and i just opened the door didn't tell him anything i usually give him a, com- a command to go potty he knows to go to that corner i just opened the door and let him just go and uh um, he was like come on man just let me pee close to the door I didn't say anything. Uh and I think he just peed where he could. That was close to the door. And I didn't I didn't correct him or anything. That's how where'd, much so it is.
1: Where'd you pee out there? Did you pee next to him?
0: No, nah, I didn't, man. I, I like I like using the bathroom outside. You know, us boys, we like doing that. Find us a good old tree, good old corner. But I d I didn't feel like This is your type of snow. weather.
1: Uh, uh, this is your type of weather. I'm sure you're trekking around in the snow and and you flip flops and mm-hmm. and Jean shorts and, and and just stomping on around. This is your type of weather.
0: It is Florida game. Jean shorts may not be out of the, out of the question. Um, I was outside yesterday, I made me a fire, and I was chilling, man. But I was bundled up though. Ain't nobody got time to get sick, man.
1: I'm sick. If you couldn't tell, I stay sick.
0: You got kids, man. I was sick during Christmas, so um, I don't know what was going around. Nobody knows what everything, it is, but I got it during, during Christmas, and so I wasn't trying to get that again. That's why I bundled up, man. I bundled up. I didn't wear flip flops and and shorts like uh, I normally do during this this time of the year. So, um, all right, Tennessee football recruiting, basketball game t- tonight. Uh, Georgia game was. I was um I was traveling in the second half, first half I watched. I had to travel in the second half. Um, I watched the second half that Sunday, uh, right before the, the locker room. And on the locker room, we had um, Toby Awaka and Cam Carr, two Northerners that probably laughing at us right now, freaking out about the snow. But, um, man, Tennessee was playing with fire on Saturday, Ben. Um, how was that ride to, to Athens?
1: <laughs> it, it was fine. It, it was fine. Thankfully, <laughs> just I, when you go to Athens, if you go through Atlanta, which I went through Atlanta because I did not want to deal with the mountains uh, with with the uh, the weather that's been going on here in the south the last week or so, uh, you, you just want to make sure you avoid traffic. And I avoided traffic there and back. So wow. that was a, a win for me. But it, it was a exciting basketball game Uh, felt like Tennessee was on on cruise control there for most of the first half Uh, pushed their their lead up to to 14 15 I believe it was and and then did not do a good job of finishing the first half on a strong note Georgia went on that 9-0 run and then uh, to start the second half they hit those back-to-back threes and uh, that that combined with the first half is a 15-0 15-0 run, and they go on to push it to 11. So you go from up 15 to down 11, quite the swing there. And uh, kudos to Tennessee. In the moment, I thought a couple of guys were, were not putting their best foot forward to try to overcome that adversity. Uh, but don't connect. <laughs> Man, he, he is just something different. He, uh, he he was able to get it going, and he had it going all all afternoon long, uh, but he he really got it going there uh, in in the second half, and and he willed, literally, Tennessee to a victory. Uh, Zakai Ziegler, he bounced back. He had a lot of turnovers there in the first half. He had six of them. Uh, and don't believe he had a single one in the second half and uh, was really efficient there in the second half to help Tennessee come back. Jonas Adu, he was really strong in the second half, played 20 minutes and played his best basketball over the final five minutes. 15 rebounds, 5 blocks. He, he was really really big. Uh, so kudos to Tennessee for for overcoming that adversity. And I think Saturday, although it wasn't ideal circumstances, you don't want to dig your dig yourself a hole like Tennessee did, but Saturday should give fans more confidence going into the tournament in my opinion yeah. because when when things may not be going well offensively, you can give the ball to Dalton connect and tell everybody to get out of the way. And he's going to go get you a bucket. And how many conversations have we had over the last couple of years, really since the Grant admiral teams of this team doesn't really have a guy in crunch time with the game on the line that you can get the ball to and say, go get us a bucket. And, and they have a guy that can do that now. And and, and it's crazy. I mean, think about it the, or uh, as Ziegler, He's playing as if he's the best point guard in the country. He is playing at an All-American level since he returned from the Maui Invitational and knocked off all the rust from coming off of that torn ACL. The Kai Ziegler is playing as well as any point guard in the country, mm-hmm. and they took him off the ball for the final six minutes and gave it to Dalton Connect and said, here you go, go win us this basketball game. That tells you all you need to know, and uh, that that may be the ultimate trump card there in uh, in March during the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, I think they made a really good point about if you are a fan, you should feel better about this team's postseason opportunities than worse because of Saturday's game. I think sometimes you look at the logo on the jersey, you look at the lack of a number next to the name, and you expect Tennessee, who's the fifth-rated team in the country, to go beat Georgia by 20 uh, and have a convention win or 15 or 10 or whatever. And Georgia poured in 14 threes. I don't think they've poured in 14 threes all season long. I know they haven't done it in SEC play. So uh, you play on the road, you play at Georgia, uh, they're knocking down shots and they gave you their best punch. Now you were a part of that because you didn't finish the first half the way you're supposed to. Uh, Zekon Ziegler had six turnovers. Um, The flow of the offense wasn't ideal the entire time, but that's why you play two halves. That's why you play 40 minutes because, Just because you play a certain way for five minutes doesn't mean you get to play that way the next five minutes or the next five minutes, good or bad. And so um, the the seniors, the veteran leadership on this football, basketball team, um, flipped the switch. And because of their experience, were able to find a way to win, which I'm still trying to figure out how they did it. Um, Remember last year, Tennessee found themselves down at home versus Missouri. And Tyreek, he had a really good game. Uh, we did a great job of willing ourselves back into that game. But when we got within striking distance, fell short because you didn't have a closer offensively. Well, you, you got back into the game, down 11, five minutes, or so left. You got back into the game, and then Doc Connect took over. That's what you can do in the postseason this year uh, with a guy like Doc Connect, who who is a, who is a closer. So, man, that was... That was fun to see. I don't necessarily like just giving to one guy at the end every single game, but when you have to do it, you know that you do have someone that can that can
1: handle it. And I did think you started to see Dalton connect, take that next step as an offensive player, where he's going from solely a scorer to a guy who can facilitate as well, because yeah. he. He's he's starting to get double team. Defenses are, are running a second defender, a third defender at him, trying to trap him, prevent him from getting into the paint, get in his gaps, and and he's doing a great job of recognizing where the help defense is coming from and finding the open man. You saw him do that to Jonas in the paint. Uh, I guess it was Jonas's defender, maybe Jonas's defender went to help somebody else because they went to go double Dalton or maybe his man went to go double Dalton. I can't remember, but Jonas's man came off of him and Dalton did a great job of recognizing he was wide open in the paint and he jumped up and kind of threw the over the head, two handed uh, pass to, to Jonas for a wide open dunk. You're starting to see him do more and more of that as well. Whereas early in the season, it was just put the head down and get to the rim and try and draw a foul. So he he's kind of becoming a distributor and a scorer all in one because of what defenses are trying to do to him now throughout the game, but definitely in crunch time. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's basketball time in Tennessee, but it's always it's always football time. It's always moving and shaking going on in the SEC. Ben McKee, Govall two four seven. I'm Jason Swain. Uh, we'll take a a, a quick timeout, uh, Ben. We'll come back and um, football recruiting is always, and I mean always, one um, A here in Knoxville. So don't go anywhere. Swain Event fueled by Dead End Barbecue.
1: You're listening to the Swain Event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Yeah.
0: When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go, Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door Child now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Val Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, Financial Representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Voss. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodmen of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the a.m. and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call. Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865
1: at gmail.com. And go Vols. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app.
0: Fuel by that and Barbecue. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America. Baby Key Go Vols 247. My guy thinks he's going to the basketball game tonight. <laughs> you go going nowhere. You're going to stay your butt right at home. Just like everybody else. Don't care what kind of super, souped up, super duty truck you got. Or, hey, I got some new brakes. Man, you better sit at home. What if I walk? If you want to, how are you going to get back?
1: I'll stay the night until, I don't know. Yeah, you, you,
0: just, just just stay at home. Um, just, just relax. Find stuff to do around the house. This will pass. I don't know when. I'm supposed to be here for a minute, but will be here. Just relax. Just relax. First game at the house. The game time moved up to uh, 5 p.m. But we got we got payback, man. We got payback for those for those Gators, what they did to Tennessee. 865-255-03. is our telephone number. Um, everyone's waiting on football recruit. Some commitments, Washington has some changes. Alabama has some changes. We see those rosters um, being impacted, but Tennessee is in position to bring in um, Lance Hurd, make him part of this football team in this this roster. And um, I do want to mention Joshua Swain had Austin Price on um, last week, um, and he's talking about you know, Hayes Fawcett and making edits and, um, I misunderstood what he was saying when he was talking about Hayes Fawcett making edits for people. And sometimes, you know, rec- recruits are waiting on the edits from, uh, Hayes Fawcett before they commit. Um, and also that was not the case. With, with her. So I misheard AP, and we were talking about waiting on Hayes Fawcett, maybe with with her. And so there's a misunderstanding there. And uh, so I want to apologize to, to uh, Hayes Fawcett if he was getting any crap from Tennessee fans um, because of what I thought I heard uh, from AP. So just wanted to make sure that's on record. And uh, clear that up, but there's not another team that I think is in a better position for Herd, the once five-star tackle transfer from Louisiana State University, not the University of Louisiana State University, like one recruit called LSU before they before they, before they committed to LSU. Um. Jeremy hit the portal a couple of days ago and also a couple of days ago announced he's going to Kentucky. Um okay. Okay. Um James Pierce is coming. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. That's that's really all I got. That's all I got to say uh, about that one, but um I don't know if people are getting really anxious about Lance Hurd. Come on, man. What's going to happen? Oh, my gosh. What's going on? Tennessee is still in prime position. It's the grown-ups having to cross the T's and dot the I's and get the representation. You got all this stuff going on that has
1: to It's be. not the college football of 10 years ago. Boy.
0: Mm. It's not. Yes, yeah, it's it's, it's, not at all. it's not at all. Oh, yeah, speaking of that. How you feel about these videos of the current players talking about how they were done wrong, that they didn't know, that they wasn't made aware when you had Kaelin DeBoer leave and, um, Fish leave Arizona. Like, how how you feel about those videos and coaches leaving? Uh,
1: I I feel for the kid. Hard not to to feel for a kid. He he commits to a a program, to a coach. Hopefully, uh, as well. Hopefully they they had a good relationship with the coaches as, as well. But uh, I I can understand them being upset. And I know it's kind of a whirlwind for head coaches when they take another job. But I I do think it is your responsibility as a mentor, as a coach, as a father figure who recruited X player and sold them a bill of goods. I do think you owe it to them to hold a team meeting before you depart and inform them face-to-face that you are leaving. So uh, it doesn't sound like, based off of what you just said, that Jed Fish, the Arizona coach who's going to Washington, did that, or, or Kalen DeBoer going from Washington to Alabama. Uh, if, if they did not do that, then then I, I'm i not a fan of that. I don't think it's the end of the world, obviously. Uh, but I, I do think, as coaches, when, when you spend a lot of time recruiting these young men and they commit to you and your program, I, I think at minimum – if you're going to take another job, which nothing wrong with taking another job, but at least you can get in the fi- get in a, a room with them in a meeting with them for five minutes and tell them face-to-face. I think you owe them that much. Yes, yeah, so I Because was- you are not, not intentionally, but you are altering their college football career by taking another job. I mean, think about it. Jack Luttrell, who committed to Arizona, the former Tennessee defensive back, He committed to Jed Fish in that Arizona program because Jed Fish had an awesome Arizona football program. And uh, by him taking the Washington job, which I don't at all blame him for taking the Washington job, Mm -hmm. but an unintended consequence of that is you are impacting the careers of guys like Jack Luttrell and everybody else associated with that Arizona football program.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about Jack uh, Luttrell um college football fans act like the coach committed like a crime with their reactions when a coach leaves and my here's my question how can a coach inform their team? before the players find out themselves through social media like let's put, let, let's put ourselves in the shoes of the coaches here I get called by my agent that hey man Alabama was calling me Tennessee is calling me they're interested in bringing me in as a head coach then we start talking about contracts and and staff and these are all the conversations that go on and then you know how ad's do it they have these conversations but they didn't they didn't offer you yet they're not gonna offer you unless you say yeah and then they offer how is a team supposed to know from their coach before they find out from the media unless the moment that coach says yes He calls a team meeting at that very moment, or he has to send out a mass text. I'm leaving. That's the only way that a team could know before they found out on social media or find out on TV.
1: Yeah. The the only way I, I, I do think Nick Saban handled it perfectly Mm in, and and part of it was he hadn't made a decision or could not make up his mind on a decision. Uh, But he said, that he he had the 4 o'clock team meeting and he was still deciding on the phone with Miss Terry at 3.55. So, yes, part of what I'm about to say is because Nick was waiting to the last second on, on what to do, but I would think that you wait and you call the media member that you want to put it out there as you're walking into that team meeting. You call team meeting at X o'clock and as you are walking into that team meeting, that's when you call... Chris Lowe to put out the news because that, that's what it seemed like Nick Saban did yeah, or, or, or something along I mean, those lines.
0: Yeah, and I think Nick knew. I mean, you talk about retiring. You don't just up and just make that decision. Right. But the way the, everyone found out, like that's what, what you ideally want to do. You want the news to break as you're going into the team meeting. Right. Because you want to be able to tell your players and not your players know about it hours before the meeting. Um, but understand how this stuff works there's there's two sides to, to it. You have Alabama side, you have Washington side, and then you have the the coaches side. Um, you can get information from both sides. So if you have the Pete Thambles of the world, the Chris Lowes, you got um Bruce Feldman. but you got so many national media members who are trying to get information and it only takes one person to, to, to leak it. Um, and so, yeah, you can try to control the, the, the message. So that way your players don't know early, but like, it's hard, man. It's hard for your players not to know before you talk to them. And it stinks. Don't get me wrong. It stinks to find out from somebody else besides the head coach. But now, As a player, you got more power than ever. You can leave multiple times. You can hit the transfer portal once, twice, three times, graduate, non-graduate, whatever. And so, you mentioned that this is not the football, college football that we've grown to love, and this is not the football of 10 years ago. And I think what we just saw over the last couple days, is another example of that. Like, they call a team meeting it like, I want to say it was like five uh, Pacific time. I think it was Arizona or Washington, one of those schools. But the but the news has already been out for hours. Like, what's the point? If you're a player, why, why do I need to come to a meeting? Coach, you're gone. All right. You don't need to tell me that you're that you're gone. I don't, I'm cool. I didn't be packing my stuff too and find out where I'm about to go.
1: Can I come with you?
0: Or can can I come with you? So. I'm just glad I'm just glad that um, you know, Tennessee is is not dealing with that uh, this this year, dude. It's 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 crazy. I will say this too about the Caleb Nabor hire. He ain't Nick Saban, and that's why we all celebrating who are outside the SEC. But let's not act like he he's not a good coach. <laughs> like let's not act like this is not a great hire. This is, this is a great hire for Alabama. Dude's a winner. He he a stud. He's he really, 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 really good. But he has star all over, and he's not Nick Saban. And that's, he's not Nick Saban. And, that, and that's all that matters for, for everybody when, else, right? He's not Nick Saban.
1: And the third thing is Alabama's got got to get their NIL in line. Their, their NIL, it, it's not in, like, a, a terrible place, but it's not what you would think that it – it's not where you'd think it would be given the success that they've had over the last 15 to the 20 years, they, they are not the premier NIL school right now. There, there's several schools who have NIL sorted out better than Alabama. So the, they need to, they need to get that figured out quick, fast and, and in a hurry because those players that were taking discounts to be coached up by Nick Saban, they're not taking discounts to be coached up by Kalen DeBoer and, and uh, I, I really do like Kalen DeBoer. I think he's a really good football coach. I don't know that he's the absolute best that Alabama could have hired, but he he would have been kind of in my top four to top five of of coaches that that I would have targeted. And and I think it's a, a really really good hire for for Alabama. And and we'll see how he how he works out over there. Yeah. In, in an ideal world, I mean, you and I talked about it last week. Um, I think Dan Lanning would have been option number one first and and foremost, but it, it sounds like it was Kalen DeBoer or Mike Norvell the whole time. And I don't know if that's because they had behind the scenes conversations with Dan Lanning and Steve Sarkeesian and knew that they wouldn't be able to go down that, that road. And that's why they kind of were rolling with Kalen DeBoer and Mike Norvell the whole time. But, it does seem like those two were were the two guys that that were the options from from the jump which I I found very interesting. And and also Steve Sarkeesian and Dan Lanning Oregon and Texas NIL wise in a better place than Alabama right now.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: So why why would you yeah, I mean you're not rebuilding like Josh Heupel had to rebuild at Tennessee. You, you you are if you're taking the Alabama job you're you're stepping into a nice situation but just generally speaking, why start over your own program when you already are essentially in the playoffs NIL's already figured out and you have things going in the right direction. Oh yeah. Oh. And you don't have to follow Nick Saban. Yeah. Sarkeesian
0: would have been crazy to, to leave. Um, Dan Lanning, he knows something that a lot of people don't know about what he has going on in Oregon. And, um, it's good that finally someone realizes, like, yo, you can you can win big to, at Oregon. You have to run to Florida State. You don't have to run to Miami like some of the other coaches have done. Um, like you got Phil Knight, you got Nike. You can you can win big there, and so it's kind of cool to see Dan Lanning stay stay at Oregon rather than run to the to the SEC every time. You know, there there's a big opening, man. Kudos kudos to him, man. Kudos to uh, the Oregon you know, fan base for sure because imagine how we felt when Lane Kiffin left us after one year. Like they went through it multiple times. Um so good for Oregon, good on Dan Lanning, but um Deboer's a good coach. You don't you don't win like he has won at every stop unless you are a winner and damn good coach. Um again, he's just not not gonna be dominant as Nick Saban. And that's what we have had to battle up against for the last decade and a half. And, hey, there's, there's still going to be a battle, but it won't be like battling Nick Saban. And, It'll uh, be
1: beatable. He'll, he'll be beatable.
0: Yeah, for sure. Especially, especially, you know, at, at the beginning. Remember, Nick Saban took an L to Louisiana Monroe when he first got to Alabama. So here, here's an opportunity, if if you're Tennessee, to make a move. Make a move. If you're, if you're Josh Heupel, here's here's an opportunity. Uh, and so, recruiting has to be um, at a high level. Development has to be at a high level. Like, this year four, we're entering. Like, I saw somebody who covers Tennessee. I don't know if it's another radio station or blog. I don't know. But Blog. I don't know website i don't know but it was a couple days ago they mentioned hypo year three dude this this january it's already year four like the football calendar says year four the moment you play that ball game the the moment it was over it's now year four it's been year four for a couple of weeks it's year four now this is your fourth team they're 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 going to be working on their offseason conditioning, getting ready for the 2014 season, getting ready for the fourth season under Josh Heupel. It's year four, so there needs to be—I don't know—I haven't been over there, I haven't talked to anybody, but like the sister urgency is a, should be at an all-time high because you have the playoffs. If like even if the playoffs wasn't a thing, it's year four, <laughs> like. It's it's go time. And so, with Nick Saban retiring, with the college football playoff, um, in his first year of expanding to 12 teams, dude, it is time to rock and roll, my friend. It is time to rock and roll. So, got to get a tackle, though. And a guard. Got to get a guard, man. Dude, I've been looking at every player hitting that portal, seeing if they can play some guard. Tennessee needs
1: two love I saw a Washington starting guard enter the portal.
0: Oh, I saw it too. Dude, I see every player that enter the portal. I just don't. You, know, you, you don't tweet. put the eyeball emoji? I just don't hit the eyeball emoji every time. You
1: don't quote tweet every nah. one, like
0: Nelson? No, nah, not every with, time. with the eyeball emojis? Not every time, but I, I pay attention, man.
1: I pay attention. I'm proud of you for doing your job. Thanks, man. Now, but that, that seems so simple, but there are people in our profession who, who don't pay attention to doing their job. So
0: I think I'm going to take a break. 865-255-03. Being out here taking shots. 865-255-03. Be right back.
1: What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, Go Vols!
0: Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly-owned subsidiary of Modern Woodmen of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865 865- 224 They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss stem cell treatment and PRP. If you have orthopedic injuries, you should give them a call. That's
1: right, Jason. We specialize in regenerative non-surgical orthopedics. So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints by using ultrasound-guided injections with stem cells or PRP. And this form of treatment actually stimulates the body's own reparative process and allows for healing of the damaged tissue. So, Doc, what makes your training different than others? Well, Jason, I've been practicing in Knoxville for 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. At Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, I'm the one doing the procedure and we're using your own bone marrow stem cells or PRP. So in other words, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of
0: training involved. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, trsportsmedicine.com, East Tennessee's leader in PRP and stem cell therapy. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go, Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door, through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com Dead End Barbecue. The search is over.
1: The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook.
0: It's always good to get a nice pat on the the back from you from your buddies, when when you're doing your job. Thanks, man. It made me feel feel special, man. Appreciate you, man. I thought it was just me and Nelson. we know it's Nelson. Every time a player hits the portal, hey, come on in. The difference between me and Nelson, like, I actually make sure the player's good. Nelson don't care. He's like, they gotta be better than what we got. (laughs) They gotta be better than what we got. Bring him in. That's that's Nelson. Valtisha says I need some Benjamin baseball time on the Swain event. Being anything to report other than the guys are playing baseball when playing football in the snow?
1: Uh, I I think we could see a decision on Zayn Denton within the next week or so and whether he is going to be a part of this team this season. Uh, Zane did announce that he was going to return for another season back in, in August, but then uh, did not practice with the team at all during the fall. Uh, Tony Vitello cited publicly that he was dealing with, with some things away from the field. And uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens with Zane Denton. If I'm being perfectly honest, I, I don't really envision him having a role on this baseball team but uh, nothing has has been decided and if he does not play this season that does not mean that his Tennessee career is over there, there is a world in which maybe he could potentially play in in 2025 but we'll we'll, we'll cross those bridge and, and talk about that time talk about that when uh when it becomes appropriate to That's all you got? I mean, we can talk baseball for, for hours. We can talk about how great Billy Amick is and, and how he's going to be Tennessee's starting third baseman. Uh, right now, you know, shortstop is is up for grabs. I would say freshman Ariel Antigua. I would say going into official practice, which begins next week, uh, Ariel Antigua, the, the freshman from Florida, it's his job to lose, which is pretty impressive given the number of options there at shortstop and he's a true freshman Uh, but I I do think it's his job to lose entering uh, official practices before the season Uh, second base will be Simo, Christian Moore Uh, first base is going to be Blake Burke, we'll see what Tennessee does with that third starting pitching spot I I, I could see them going with a couple of steady eddies behind Drew Beam and AJ Russell, you got Xander Seacrest you got Chris Stamos, a a transfer from Cal, you got AJ Causey a transfer from Jacksonville State, you've you got a couple of options there, but I think over the first month of the season, uh, the, a couple of guys are going to get a shot at it, and uh, we'll, we'll see who takes it and runs with it. This team's going to be good. This team's going to be good if, if you've been paying attention to any of the, the preseason stuff. Transfer class, ranked number three in the country by D1 Baseball behind LSU and Wake Forest. Uh, the freshman class. Uh, ranked by D1 uh, as number 11 in the country. So they'll be good. They'll be in the tournament. They'll have a chance to get to Omaha. It's just a matter of how good are they going to be. And uh, I, I think the offense is is going to carry them. And if they can find some pitching depth, then they're going to be a really dangerous baseball team.
0: Okay. Is that, enough is that enough for you? Thanks. Yeah, that enough for you? Yes, that's enough.
1: You think I triggered Nelson on uh, the text box?
0: I think you did. Uh But he's not on text box this this morning. I think he's making snow angels or something right now. Um, It's time for the Beatty Chevrolet text box. This is where you can use the app. You can send in questions, comments. The text box is where it's at, man. Looking for a Tahoe or Suburban there at Beatty uh, or Chevy. If you're looking for a Chevy Tahoe or Suburban, Beatty is the place to be. Uh, Currently, they have a record number of Tahoes and Suburbans in stock. If an Equinox or a Blazer, Silverado fits your lifestyle a little bit better, you can shop at Betty Chevrolet where you can get 1.9 APR on new Blazers, Equinoxes, Silverados. As always, buy with confidence with the Betty Chevrolet warranty for life. BettyChevrolet.com, locally owned and operated for over 90 years. 90 years, folks. It's a long time. It means you're doing something right. It means you're doing people right. Vall in Birmingham says, oh, man, whatever going on, I hope it's okay. I'm talking about Zane Denton. Raleigh Vall says, "I y'all know I'm bringing the gang to Charlotte on uh, September the 7th. He has 12 tickets. My goodness. We got to link up with Raleigh Vall, man. Chip Payne says, how big is the gap between Tennessee and Georgia? Now that Georgia has hired Vars Robertson, who is best in college football. Um, yeah, Kirby out here playing chess, like Kirby already has a great staff, but brought in Javaris Robinson, t Rob. like, I don't know if y'all noticed this, but you look at the staff, of Alabama, you look at the staff at Texas, you look at the staff of Washington, Shout out to Nick Sheridan, former Tennessee GA, um, on that Washington staff now. Fortunately, he's part of Bama staff now. But then you look at that Michigan staff. Harbaugh, who coached in the Super Bowl, who has won at multiple places in college, Stanford and San Diego State, came to Michigan, and it took him his. Fourth defensive coordinator, he's on his fourth defensive coordinator and his third offensive coordinator. And so you got to find the right combination. Whatever that combination is for you as a coach, you have to find that. And if you feel like it ain't working with somebody, then you got to make some moves. And we're seeing coaches around the country do that. And Kirby said, I don't care what I got going on right now. I got to find a way to get him. And it worked out because Will Muschamp is going to serve an analyst role so he can spend more time with family. But, like, Kirby's staff ain't even fair, man. <laughs> like, like I think Brian McClendon is one of the best Receiver coaches in the country. He played. He played at Georgia. I think he like helped host me on my visit. I think. Um, but like, I saw him around on my visit. Um, they got they got they got, they got great assistant coaches, man.
1: And that's Kirby. Kirby's the best coach in college football right now, and and it's not even close. As no, unfortunate right as now. that is for for Tennessee, I mean the the way he he stockpiles coaches, stockpiles talent. And uh, the, then you get to game day. I, I think he's an excellent motivator. Just seeing he is the the, the pregame he's speeches, best. the halftime speeches. I mean, he, his his guys want to run through a brick wall uh, for him. I, I know somebody that works in the Georgia football program and uh, off the field staffer who, who deals with a lot of the players. That they all love Kirby. And uh, he's great X's and O's wise as well. on on top of on top of it all. So, uh, Georgia's gonna. Georgia's the 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 next Nick Saban. Not in the sense of I'm I'm saying that Kirby's gonna go win six or seven titles, however many it was. But in the sense of they're they're gonna dominate folks for a very very long time because there's no signs of it slowing down. The only way Georgia gets slowed down is if if they do it themselves, if they shoot their own self in the foot.
0: Yeah, they're set up to, to do what Nick Saban has done in Alabama. They're set up. Not saying they'll do it, but they are they are set up um, for sure. So to recruit at a high level, you got to have a staff of good recruiters. Like, there, there, it's no secret. There's no secret sauce. It's, it's not the fans' responsibility. It's not the system's responsibility or the NIL's responsibility. It's the staff's responsibility. The NIL is to enhance your recruiting efforts, but it doesn't replace your recruiting efforts. Uh, the fans enhance the recruiting efforts. It doesn't replace recruiting efforts. You still got to go talk to them. You still got to build relationships. You still got to uh, build trust. And you got to put dudes in the league. Like the schools who are going to be successful, and this is this has been the same For decades. Are you putting dudes in the league? It's like we got to do this every week. Are you putting guys in the league? Are you developing them? Are you winning? And we didn't really throw this in as a factor before, but it is a factor, and it's always been a factor, and it's even more a factor now, is are you paying them? Are you developing them? So they can get to the league. Do you have players that you can point to that you've helped get to the league? Are you winning? Are you competing for championships? And are you paying them? If you don't, if you can't answer yes to those four questions, you're chasing somebody else. And you'll always be behind. When Tennessee was attracting guys like myself, Tennessee could answer those questions with a yes. Now I didn't get paid to come to Tennessee. Um, I didn't, I didn't. I did. Have- well, Auburn was trying to take care of you though. Hey, it wasn't Auburn, the school. It was, it was a booster. There was that was, that was, that was looking out and I'm forever grateful to him. I really, I really am. Um, and I appreciate it, but I did what I had to do when I, when I got here, but like, I didn't get paid to come here, but Tennessee could answer those other questions. They were competing at a high level competing for championships. Uh, Oh, one happened. They were putting dudes in the league, every position. there was an opportunity for me to play early. So that, that meant a lot for me, but like, if you can't put dudes in the league, you can't develop dudes to get better, to put them in the league. You're not competing for championship and you ain't paying them. You're not going to be recruiting at the level you need to recruit at to close the gap between yourself and Georgia. S- simple as that. And if you ain't trying to do it, then why are you coaching? <laughs> like, like, if, if every day, if your feet don't hit that floor, if you're coaching this conference and you at LSU, you at Florida, you at Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Texas, Tennessee, Auburn, these are places that actually has the resources to, to do it. I'm not mentioning South Carolina. I'm not mentioning Missouri, uh, Mississippi State. Um, And kudos to Lane Kiffin. I mean, he's trying to do it. But the only reason Lane has a chance, because Lane is special, man. Lane has a special um, ability to recruit and connect with young people. Um, So you can even throw Ole Miss in there. If Lane wasn't at Ole Miss, you couldn't throw Ole Miss in there. But, like, if your feet ain't hitting the floor every morning saying, how can I close the gap, Georgia? How can I put together the best staff and, and get the best players? Then you need, you need to go coaching Marshall or something.
1: Yeah, you, you don't need to be in the SEC or at <laughs> Tennessee. But I, I would also say, Swain, it's not just Josh Heupel that needs to have that mindset. It, that's everybody involved with Tennessee football and Tennessee athletic. That That's Randy Boyd that's Donnie Plowman, that's Danny White and the administration staff, that's every single coach and and staff member. I mean, it it is everybody boosters. Everybody has to be working at an elite level and on the same page with one another to overcome something like Georgia or what we just saw with Alabama. It's not just the head coach. What made Nick Saban so great is that he was a great CEO, is that he was able to take all of the turmoil that was in Tuscaloosa when he got there and he got everybody, all the powerful leaders within Alabama football, he got all of them pulling in the right direction because he is an elite CEO. It wasn't anything that he did on the football field. It was his ability off the football field to get everybody pulling in the same direction. That's what elevated Alabama to be so great on top of his coaching ability and ability to recruit so it's not just Josh Heupel, and I know you know this, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's everybody pulling in the same direction at an elite level to track down a Georgia.
0: Yeah, and, and what I was what I was told from you know, my, my my people in the know is that the powers that be in Alabama, because there was there was fractions. Just like it was fractions here at Tennessee, um, before you brought in Randy Boyd, Plowman, and Danny White. There were fractions inside of our fan base with our boosters and donors that, you know, want to swing a big stick and they want to take over the coaching hire. They wanted to hire their guy. Um and they made bad, bad hires. And um that was going on in Alabama when they were making bad hires, but they finally got into a room and said, listen, man, like we gotta, we gotta fix this. And this happened right as they fired Mike Shula. This started to, to happen. Um, and that's what attracted Nick Saban. And then when Nick Saban got there, then it went to another level. I think for the first time in a long time we can say decades yeah we can we can say decades because i mean it's 2024 so we can say multiple decades there is a togetherness with the right folks to make this happen with tennessee tennessee football um but where we have to step it up a notch is we have to step, step it up in recruiting. You just, you just do. Um, is this combination of on field staff members, is this the right combination for, for Hypo? I don't know that. Uh, I know Josh Hyper lost office coordinator, Alex Golish, and we saw the difference for sure. We've seen a little bit of, of movement um in the three f- years going on four, but not a lot and, and hardball for him to get to the mountaintop and, and he's been beating at the door for a couple of years now college football playoff college football playoff beat ohio state multiple times um but multiple coordinators multiple uh on offense and defense to get there and so that's something that you know, the hypo has to, to figure out. That's that's on him to kind of determine is this is, is this the best collection of players? Best collection of coaches. That's what he has to assess every day he hits his foot on the floor. Is this is this the group of coaches? Or are these a group of players that's gonna bring a championship to the University of Tennessee? That's what he has to ask himself. Simple as that. Um. All right. Back to the text box. Volmar Birmingham says, "I hope we are all over these players coming out of Washington and Alabama. So many O line and other great players. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, Raleigh Vaughn, any Alabama lineman in the portal? We may uh take a look at. Yeah, Tennessee will need to get another guard. Tennessee will need to have some players leave to to open up some room to." add um so gotta keep eyes eyes on that uh go ahead Ben
1: oh I was coughing soft <laughs> i am I am soft
0: uh, just joking um let's see donald said thanks man for your kindness to to my daughter that was on the that was 14, that was two days ago on Sunday. What's going on? I don't know. That was, if Donald, you're listening, I have no clue. Um, Jimbo Fish is looking for a job. Milton C. Rick said a couple days ago. He, he's, he don't need to be working. He's going to enjoy that money. Uh, Nathaniel says, TBA, going to look and sound like it did during that COVID season. Just got to pretend we're in the road and connect We'll score 30-plus. Yeah, I know, right? That would be great. That would be great. Oh, Raleigh Vaughn said this. And I, th- I think Raleigh Vaughn was caught up in the moment, didn't know what he was actually saying here when he said it. It just sounded good, and he hit, he hit saying, I think you would probably want this message back, Raleigh Vaughn. Who says, I hope Downs, the five-star defensive back, Alabama. That's contemplating on what he's going to do with his career: hit the portal, stay. Riley Vaul says, "I hope Downs bounces for UGA and a few other for other programs, so we can catch that dub in Neil uh, and versus Alabama." Riley Vaul, we don't want Downs to go to Georgia. I mean, we don't want the rich to get richer. We want him to leave Alabama. We want him go to Georgia, Riley Vaul. That's the last place we want them to go. You do realize we play Georgia too, right? We play Georgia. No. We don't want good players transferring from Alabama to Georgia. Now, we understand that players probably want to stay in the SEC. Go to LSU. Go to Texas. Don't go to Georgia. We don't want that. Hey, if you don't go to Florida, you can go to Florida. They're going to stink anyways. They're going to stink. They're going to stink. But we don't want anybody transferring from Alabama to go to Georgia. No, sir. Or I got to deal with Travis Etienne who transferred from Florida to Georgia. Got to deal with him. Vol Abraham says uh, Alabama has done something that I don't know if we're willing to do as a university. They put in Win at all cost mentality, as long as they're winning, they will cover up anything else.
1: Eh. I don't know if, if, if there was a booster or two that not a fan of Kalen DeBoer because he's Washington's football coach. It's all it takes to, to get everything to start the splinter.
0: Does Bama win at all costs? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you can say that. You can say Georgia, that. You can say Michigan. <laughs> if I can say that. You can say Michigan. They out here spying at games, trying to pick up signs. Yeah, win at all costs. I do think sometimes um, our, our, our administration. Um, Does it get the credit they 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 deserve like that? We, we pretty we pretty serious about winning over here too. Pretty serious about winning. Pretty serious. I mean, we 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 had a player play this season that still like legally is not in the clear. Uh, the defense side of the football. Where, you know, in you know, in the past, a situation like that, they they probably wouldn't be playing. So I mean we we take win pretty serious. But take win pretty serious. Chip Payne says, I wish Alabama boosters acted like Auburn boosters, their hands are in everything. Yeah, the thing about Auburn boosters is, you like you can't tell me, you can't tell them that their style doesn't work. Like with Tennessee, we hit rock bottom with bad decisions that we were making movement. Auburn, they competed for a national championship in two thousand thirteen, won one in two thousand ten. So, you can't tell them that what they're doing is not working. I'm sure it would work more if they worked better together, like Alabama um, donors and boosters. But, like, they're in position right now. They went out and got Hugh Freeze. And have y'all checked the recruiting rankings? I know Ben McKee knows about Auburn recruiting. I'm sure his in-laws remind him how well Auburn's doing in recruiting. Auburn has no business recruiting the way they're recruiting right now. If you just look at stability with their football program, they have a, a a coach that just coached his first season at Auburn. Auburn is like in the top ten of recruiting. No business there. But
1: hey. I, I, I said when when uh when Auburn hired Hugh Freeze, everybody was was laughing at Auburn. I said, "Okay, y'all, laugh, y'all laugh while y'all can because you're going to get players."
0: Who's, who's laughing at Auburn? Fans, smart fans,
1: Twitter message board geniuses, Alabama fans.
0: I mean, it, if if you were a fan and was laughing when Auburn hired Hugh Freeze, you didn't pay attention to anything when Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss and was winning.
1: Well, they they question whether he would be able to recruit without cheating, and it's like, why would you question that? You're allowed to cheat now. <laughs> like, what? And they, they were questioning whether he was a fit. And, uh, and and look, his his track record and some things that he has in his past are, are not great. He he has some ugly eyesores in his past. But that doesn't matter when we're just strictly talking about football. The, the guy can coach with the best of them offensively, and I don't know how he does it. But he gets guys to campus. Well, I know it helps him, but he also has a personality that that kids apparently like as as well, which is weird to me. But um, Hugh, Hugh Freeze can can stockpile talent. There, there's no debating that, and that that's the next step that Tennessee has to 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 take. Like, man, I'm, make. Look,
0: I'm looking at the recruiting rankings here. On two, four, seven. Georgia number one, Alabama number two, Texas three. Okay, those three make sense. All right. Miami four. Hold on now. That's that's a little different, but the the, the talent in the Florida area is always superior. And, and
1: Miami's got deep pockets.
0: Deep pockets, and Florida stinks right now. Um, they got one dude from Chicago. They got. One from Florida, two from Florida. They got 14 players from Florida, okay? 14 players from Florida um, out of 27. So, like, that makes sense, right? That makes sense. Ohio State's number five. Oregon's um, number six. (laughs) Okay, all right. West Coast, cool. LSU's eight. OU is nine. Florida State's ten. I didn't mention seven because that's Auburn. Auburn is number seven, and they they signed two five stars.
1: Auburn does have sneaky deep pockets. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, deep deep pockets. Why well, I, I don't? I think people hear Auburn, and, and because it's uh it, it's not a state university. It's not the University of Alabama, the University of Tennessee, so on and so forth. I, I think people that aren't familiar with Auburn, just assume that it's some small college out in the middle of nowhere. And to a certain extent, it it kind of is, it, it is very much really a, is. a college town. Like when you think of college town in your head, Auburn, Alabama it's fits Auburn. that description. But so I, I think people who aren't familiar with Auburn, they would not think that Auburn has deep pockets, but they absolutely have deep pockets They they, they have a lot of money. And, uh, I mean, if we're being perfectly honest, I mean that that's why Auburn is number seven in the recruiting rankings because they 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 throw bags at people. That that's the old adage in recruiting. You you never want Auburn coming in late trying to to steal one of your your recruits. And now in the NIL era, they, they can do it as the rules allow them to. So uh when they also have everybody pulling in the right direction and not bickering with one another, this is the. The end result. They're, they're gonna get players, and then we'll see if that translates to the field. Dude,
0: I'm I'm looking at Auburn's highly the most uh highly rated player. Cam Coleman, number eighth player in the country, receiver from Phoenix City, Alabama. So location may have something to do with this. But his number two receiver in the country. He he enrolled at Auburn. Why? Because I'm looking at Auburn. I'm not trying to throw shade here at all. Boy. But if I am, I am. But I'm not trying to. But when I when I see a five-star receiver pick at school, it's normally not to a school coming um, off their first season with a head coach to a position coach who has only been coaching – at this level, for a year or two, um, Marcus Davis is a receiver coach. He played at Auburn um, between 2013-2016. He was named receiver coach at the end of 22. So last, what? Uh, this is the second year. He just finished the second year. And I don't know how many players he put in the league. He didn't have a Blitnickoff Award winner, but he's going out pulling the number one player in the state, the number two receiver in the country, a top ten player, a five star receiver. Like you know, what that's about you gotta get kudos to Hugh Freeze and, and the, the talent that he's bringing in. You gotta give him credit, but that's that's what yeah. you have to do. That's what you have to do if you're if you're Tennessee. You got you got to recruit. You know, like like what what Auburn. Uh, did did this pass
1: like gangbusters? I mean, the, you you, you like that you have to recruit relentlessly, and and I don't know that Tennessee is necessarily doing that right now. And, and Auburn's also about to land the more than likely the the five star that decommitted from from Alabama. The, yeah, the right. I believe his name is Ryan Williams. They're they're about to probably land that kid as well. The receiver? Yes. Oh boy. Yeah. He he's from uh from Valus's neck of the woods down at us. Uh, I believe he's playing at Spanish S- Fort. S-
0: Sarah land, Sarah land.
1: Well, I know. Yeah, but Sarah lands in mobile. And well, I saw and, uh, Jersey
0: it Sarah land on his Jersey. So,
1: okay. Maybe he is from, from Sarah land. I was thinking he played at Spanish fort, which is where I had a couple of my friends play. Maybe that's why I'm getting it mixed up in my head, but he's from mobile. This is the main point I'm making. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And mobile is usually Alabama country, which explains why Alabama made that move with their defense coordinator. Um, but yeah, like Tennessee is recruiting at a, at a, at a really, really good level. It just needs to go up to another level. Um, and using Auburn, you know, as an example, you're not going to recruit like Georgia right now, but like if you can get to what Auburn did consistently this past year, then you got something. Now, Tennessee is in position to get Lance heard. So is, you, bring in, you bring in talent that have multiple years. And I think it's fair to mention that. You have to mention that. You, you can't highlight Auburn's recruiting and say, man, Tennessee got to recruit like that, but not mention how Tennessee has done a really good job of identifying talent with players from the portal that have multiple years. So if you get a, a Lance Hurd, he has three more years to play. That might be even better than getting a freshman offensive lineman who is rated high. Maybe even better because you get someone that had a year in the weight room at LSU. He's going to come in and play for you and have three years to play. So it may be better in some cases. You can able, you're able to go out and get players from other programs that have multiple years that prove that they can play uh, at the collegiate level and there's good players all over the place. Like, you go look at Michigan's, excuse me, offensive line in, in that championship game. That dude, the transfer from Arizona State. Dude, the transfer from um, uh, Stanford. Tennessee is is hosting a defensive tackle from from Stanford this weekend. Uh, th- there's there's good players everywhere. The fan base was drooling and, and and getting all crazy about Justin Jolie, the tight end from UConn. He was good, but he wasn't that good. Why not up going to NC State. So, like, if we were drooling about him, <laughs> know that there's other really, really good players that play on bad teams around the country. And if you can get those players that have multiple years and bring them in Tennessee, you have a chance to offset some of the, um, I guess, lack of recruiting wins in the high school ranks versus the Auburns and, and you know the Alabamas and the LSUs. If you can identify really good players with multiple years in the transfer portal, hey, you can offset some of that. That's all. Yeah, Sarah Land looks like Brian Williams is from.
1: Yes, and he's the number 10 overall player in the country and number two receiver in the country. They're, they're, Auburn is getting multiple of those type of guys,
0: yeah, we we, we got to have players on our side like that. And Tennessee did bring in, um, you know, Mike Williams, five star player. So I don't want to see here going, mean, look at Mike Matthews, Mike, Mike Matthews, uh, not Mike Williams. I don't want to look at other people's. yard, go, hey man, that's a. I wish I had that, and then discount what you already have. I'm not trying to do that at all, uh, but we know what this offense needs to be successful. Um, You got to have some, some go-getters on the outside. You got to have some guys. You can, you can, you can miss me with the whole, we're going, we're going to just take a guy that has a good heart. is smart. And we're going to mold him and make him Jalen Hyatt. Now, now Jalen Hyatt was, 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 not a two-star or anything like that and possess some crazy speed. He, he possessed a major intangible. And so you got to have some, some guys on the outside that can make it happen. And, um, when you're playing against Georgia, when you're playing against Alabama, they can get open to man coverage and it's athlete versus athlete. It's man on man. You need someone that can, that can win. So, uh, all in all, Tennessee has done a pretty good job in the portal. Tennessee continues to, um, attack the portal they're just not as loud as maybe an old miss but tennessee is is addressing issues i think they've done a good job in the secondary um saw some highlight well saw some training videos from uh brazil receiver from trillane that transferred to tennessee uh he's long and um has a chance to be explosive we'll we'll see what happens when he puts on the pads here and uh he's in this offense and he's and he's making plays we'll see um what else ben anything uh, last time we did a show the message boards has some has some things to say I, I forgot what it was about
1: uh, offensive line recruiting oh yeah that's what
0: it was about. Anything else stands out? Um, last couple, couple days around Tissy Athletics that maybe we missed or didn't touch on.
1: Uh, Tissy picked up a reserve tight end late Friday night from Alabama. Um, nice depth piece. Special teamers at Alabama for the most part. And, uh, Backup tight end there so nice depth I guess for for holding stays doesn't hurt to to add another body Especially with with Tennessee wanting to use multiple tight ends at times and, and in the running game specifically, but mm-hmm. um, that that's about it other than uh, the pursuit for Lance Hurd is full steam ahead and Tennessee hosts the Gators tonight in a, in a snowstorm and I'll be watching from the house
0: sorry you got contacts you got connections man you can still get some good good information you know they do have technology where you can like send people a message and they get it instantly and they can message you back if they, they want to share stuff with you what's gonna stink is your media guys or maybe some of your competitions it's gonna stink when if they if they're there that's gonna oh that's gonna burn you up ain't it
1: well i uh there are some in this market who are bullies and <laughs> don't play well with others and who do take that very seriously in terms of this whole competition thing, and it is competition at the end of the day. Absolutely. But me, Grant Ramey, Mike Wilson, and Ryan Shumpert, uh, we, we we all play nice with each other. We actually have our own group chat. As well, and communicate with one another, and uh, does, doesn't sound like they're going to be able to make it either. Sounds like Ryan Shumpert's going to be able to, just because he's in walking distance, and he is a lunatic, and apparently he's going to walk walk over to the arena. And uh, but yeah, uh, Grant lives all the way out in Blunt County, probably not going to make it. Uh, Mike lives in in Southeast Knoxville, not going to be able to make it, and I'm not going to be able to make it either. So unless the the conditions change but with the temperature continuing to drop I, I don't see that happening so i don't expect many people to be there other than uh the than the teams but hopefully they'll set up a a zoom option for us i think that is being considered because a lot of the media members aren't going to be able to make it either
0: yeah well hey man safety is mo- the most important thing man if you if you don't need to get out don't get out stay your butt at home Don't try to be Superman. Don't think you got a special vehicle and mm -mm, don't do it. I know I ain't doing it because I live on a hill. I'm not risking that at.
1: You can slide down and then walk over.
0: Slide down in what? On a sled. I'm not Santa. I'm not sliding down on a sled.
1: Santa Santa doesn't get on a
0: sled. I'm not not sliding down. He gets in a sleigh. I'm not doing none of that. I'm being careful. I ain't got time for no foolishness. Repairing the car, none of that stuff, man. Mm-mm. I will stay my butt here and wait for the snow and ice t- to melt. Um, that's what I'm going to do. Tennessee still in that portal. Defense tackle from 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 Stanford. Tennessee uh, should be hosting. I will reiterate again. Tennessee's NIL is funded. It's organized. There's no issues in that department. If you can support the Vol Club, I think you'll be in Tennessee's best interest if if you did that. Um, I've been fortunate enough to kind of see the Vol club inspire grow from the very beginning. I've remember I'll never forget the sit down lunch before NIL start to pop off and get a chance to hear the vision. And what they've been able to do in a short amount of time has been it's been remarkable. It really has been. Um, they have a really, really tough gig, really tough job, really tough. Um, they're the MVPs. If it wasn't for Vault Club Aspire, you you wouldn't we wouldn't be in the position that we're in right now to have um, some really good players on, on our squad. Obviously, want more. Um, these guys are, are Tennessee fans, a group is Tennessee fans, and so there's nothing more they want than to see Tennessee uh, be successful. And a lot of stuff are out of control, and sometimes they do control things as well. But when things are not going where you want it to go, uh, just think and pause before you automatically point the finger uh, at, at a collective. Tennessee's collective. Is, is one of the best. So just want to make sure we reiterate that uh, again today. There's a lot of information that won't see the light of day, doesn't need to see the light of day. And quite frankly, there's some that I don't even want to know. But sure, I can make a phone call, find out this and that. But there's some I just don't even want to know. I'm good. Mm-mm. I'm I don't want to know that. I'm, ain't trying to be that close. <laughs> and so um, we are in a good place with our NIL, so people just understand that. And I ain't trying to tell you what to do with your, with your money, but if you can support the Vol Club, do that. It, it makes a difference. It really makes a difference. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Yeah, Chip Payne. is landing at all the receivers, but they still don't have a quarterback. That, that makes no sense. Like, why would you want to...
1: They have a highly ranked quarterback coming in. I don't know if he'll be any good, but they do have a big-time prospect coming in from Arkansas. Walt,
0: Walker White? Yes. Early role league. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see
1: if he does anything.
0: Yeah, we'll see. He ain't no Nico. No. He ain't no George McIntyre.
1: No. But,
0: oh, never mind. George McIntyre hasn't committed yet, so.
1: He got re-offered by Alabama, didn't you see, Swain?
0: That's too late. It's too late. At least I hope it is. <laughs> hey, George, the last quarterback of Tennessee that went down to Alabama, see how it worked out for him? The one that could have been here in Tennessee, but he went to Alabama.
1: And now nobody knows who he is. What's his name? Simpson si-
0: Ty? Yeah, Ty Simpson. You know what to do, McIntyre. You know what to do. You know exactly what to do. So we are on commitment watch for McIntyre. We are on commitment watch for Hurd. And Tennessee's in a good spot. Tonight, 5 p.m., I guess we could say tonight. It'll be this dark. This afternoon. Yeah, this afternoon. It'll still be dark, though, If 5 p.m. be night uh, when they finish. Tennessee, Florida. Need your side, Jordan James, man. Get, get, get it back going. Two game skid. Gotta get it going.
1: You don't, you so, don't uh, want to. Go ahead. Florida gets on the glass offensively really well, so Tennessee's going to have to make sure it's not giving up offensive rebounds, but then they also they they turn the, the basketball over quite a bit. They allow teams to get to the free throw line and they don't defend the three-point line very well, so if uh, Tennessee defensively can rebound and turn Florida over and turn that into free throws and threes on the other end, Tennessee will win by double digits tonight.
0: hope so, man. Uh, that that, uh, that Awaka-Adu combo, I mean, do we see more of that with Josiah Jordan-James having two games and struggling? Uh, with, with Tennessee needing to rebound in a, in a huge way uh, against Florida, keep those guys off the glass. Uh, see what roster combinations we see. Uh, there's some guys playing right now that have been in a slump. Will their minutes be adjusted tonight? Something that keep a close eye on we'll tell Shumper to keep a close eye on that he's the only one going to be at the game covering the game alright, for Ben McKee and Jason Swain, we hope everyone has a great rest of your Tuesday, please be safe please be careful, same time on Tuesday, 8am Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, peace and love we are out